And welcome to the Oddscast Podcast. Along, I'm Dog Leo, alongside Jody Larry, Terry Takes, Bruce Corey. We have a jam-packed episode for you today, Week Five NFL action. Um, obviously, NFL. We've been crushing it, going along. Um, Joe, we said we weren't going to talk about our past success, but you and I were the only ones in the podcast last week. Went five and one. You tweeted about it, so I'm just gonna talk about it for a little bit i'll give you like 30 seconds um but terry we need you to join back with us and you're here so thank you for being back uh yeah no problem you know we had to move the it was either you couldn't do wednesday and i couldn't do thursday and i took one for the team you know because i didn't want to be on a podcast with just joe <laughs> um joe do you have a rebuttal to that um i actually just changed my wi-fi because i wanted to be on the faster wi-fi and i didn't need to hear terry talk shit about us <laughs> well we're gonna try to recreate the magic um we were pretty on point with some teams that we thought were in some good spots we have the jets and giants winning uh overtime games a lot of things happened last week, um, but nothing really too surprising. I wanted to give us just one chance to talk about, um, before we get into the week five lines, I wanted to ask each of you your biggest surprise um, or, or the thing you thought you were going to be, you know, the, what you've been most wrong about, the team you've been most wrong about. Either they're, they're you thought they were going to be good, they're bad, or you thought they weren't going to be as good as they are and they're good. Um, we'll go around. I'll, I'll just start. Um, cause I, I like to, now is the kind of the point in the season where you are starting to detach or try and detach from your preseason notions, because if you keep and hold on to your preseason notions too long, you're going to get burned. And I, I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong on one team. Um, and I, I, I'm still holding on. I'll give you maybe another week. This week is – I'm going to be fading them this week, but we'll see if I get burned. And that team is the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, they're one of the only teams that I bet a wins total on. I bet them under nine and a half wins. Um, they're currently sitting at three to three and one. Um, Brandon Staley is kind of like this hot new coach. Uh, Justin Herbert looks pretty much as good as he did in year one, and um, I think I'm wrong about the Chargers. Um, does anybody else want to go or talk about the Los Angeles Chargers and why I'm, why I'm wrong or why I'm right? Uh, you're, you're wrong, ha, idiot. <laughs> I didn't I'm feel too strongly about them, but uh, they, did, they did look pretty good against the Raiders, who I thought were going to be the number two team, I guess, out of that division. Um, obviously, the Chiefs have started off kind of slow, so that's you know interesting. But uh, I'm not. I'm, I don't think I'm sold on whether you're right or wrong on the Chargers. Although I appreciate you taking a stance right now. Well, well, it's just kind of <laughs> like I, I think I might be wrong about them. Then it's it's the one team because like now I've been listening. You know, I'm on a podcast circuit listening to our competitors talk about you know, which teams they like, which teams they don't like. And it seems like Los Angeles, uh, the Chargers have kind of 
gotten into like this upper tier where people are considering them a contender. I don't know if I buy that. Like they're still kind of mid-pack and DVOA. They're a balanced team though. They're around top 10, both in offense and defense. Um, and they've won some good games, but I don't know if I'm there yet. I, I, I just see them being talked about in like this upper echelon of contending teams. Bill Simmons fucking loves them. Um, I just, you know, but you know, he's Bill Simmons. So that is what it is. Anybody, Joe, do you have a team that you were wrong about or think you're wrong about or think you were right about? I think the, I was gonna say, I think I'm pretty wrong on the Cardinals. Uh, they have started off very hot. I did not think they were going to be nearly this good. And I mean, they're the only undefeated team left. So uh, we're going to have to see, but their offense looks pretty fucking explosive. Um, and, you know, I, we knew, we knew that they, that Kyler was really good, but um, I'm still just surprised about how good they actually have been this season. Yeah. I mean, last week was tough with the Rams. Cause it's like, they played him well. Um, like they schemed for him. I thought pretty well, but like he just third and 16, like I think two or three times just, scrambled around and like i said the defense played him perfectly and you know if you shade too much on him he beats you in with in the air and if you give him enough space he'll run so it's like you know at some points if, if you're that on you can be unstoppable so terry what's your what's your take here on a team that you were wrong about uh the cardinals should have lost to the jaguars but Irvin myers their coach uh there people forget I, people forget um I'll say I was going to say the Cardinals because I picked them to finish fourth in that division. Everyone else. Uh, I'll say the Tampa Bay Bucks because I said they would start off slow and you should wait to bet them for the Super Bowl. And now they're three and one. Not the most convincing three and one, but alas, still three and one. And they have a very uh, easy schedule going forward. So no, no hangover yet. Still waiting for that. Maybe this week. Maybe we'll we'll, we'll see one this week. Let's Maybe. uh let's just get into uh, the lines here. Gonna do what we did kind of last week, where we just kind of go at will. If you don't like a game, we don't have to talk about it. Um, and we're not gonna spend too long on, on each game. Just give us you know what you're thinking. I I bet a decent amount of games this week. Um. I originally, I, I, I like a gambler, dude. What'd you say? I said 1-800 gambler, dude. No, I'm saying like, you know, some game, some weeks I, I see a lot of early lines that I like and, and some sides that I like. And some weeks I, I'd wait and, and kind of see where we're at in the middle of the week. And as the week progresses, how practice is going, which players are out. Uh, but this week I've, I've liked, I liked last week a lot. Um, and I feel the same about this week. It's a little tough for like survivor, but as far as sides that I think have some value or, or things that I think are going to happen, um, I like it. So let's start with the Thursday game tonight. Rams, Seahawks, uh, Seahawks. I get the big win last week against the 49ers. I just think as a home dog and this line is at plus two and a half um, in Seattle. I think that, and who knows? It might move to three by by game time. Um, I'll probably wait to bet the Seahawks, but you know, you know me, and you know I'm a big Rams guy. And for me to come out and say that I like the Seahawks in this spot, um, it, it, you think you know it? It should say something. Sound like um, me? Yeah. I, look, I, it's just like 
these teams, and it's, you can add to the Cardinals now. Like I think all of these teams are are in pretty much the same tier, whether it's the Rams, the Cardinals, Seahawks, or 49ers. I think the 49ers may look a little bit weak just in terms of what, what they figure out with Garoppolo and Lance. But once they're they figure out their quarterback situation, I think they're right up there with all these teams. So, um, you know, the Seahawks weren't dead. They showed us that last week. And McVay and Carroll usually split. And I think he's one in three in Seattle. Um, I don't I, I think I was looking at that before. So I like the Seahawks here at plus two and a half. What's your take? Um, I actually think that in an odd way, like if if Carson can't play, it might actually let the rent, the Seahawks, you know, th- let Russell Wilson throw the ball. Um, and Pete Carroll, like might try to deviate away from trying to like continuing to try to run the ball and actually just let his best players play. Um, so fucking, fucking always about the fucking running backs. It is about the running backs, but even like Alex Collins, a little bit better of a receiving back anyway. So I think that you might see a little bit of an uptick in the pace if Carson's out. Um, I might actually lean towards an over if they rule Carson out of this game because they're probably going to try. I think they would rely less on the run um, because Carroll just is like entrenched in the idea that they need to run the football. Neither of these defenses have been good as far as the advanced metrics are concerned. So keep that in mind. Terry, where are you at? Um, Is a ram the same as like a mountain goat? Are they the same thing? That's what all I'm thinking. I'll be honest. That's all I'm thinking no, about. No, different Ram, animals. They are bighorn yeah. sheep, animals that live in the mountains. And often subtle arguments with, that include ramming their heads into others. Yeah. So, not to be confused with mountain goats. Rams could be goats and rams are not the same. Yes. Rams are closer to sheep than goats are. They are they're bighorn sheep. They're Interesting. It doesn't sound ferocious. No. But they are like they maybe they're like Aries. It's a team full of Aries, you know, and they're headstrong. So who knows? Trapped. Trapped. Ah, jinx. <laughs> um, I kind of gone anymore. I just thought of that Instagram video that I saw. <laughs> I'll suck you off. <laughs> I'll suck off anyone. Um, I kind of lean the Rams, but that's very public. Uh, I do do like a good home dog, two and a half. I'm probably not going to bet this game. Yeah, I'd wait to see if it's three. Um, And if not, just take the money line, throw a little bit on it if you need some action. All right, Sunday. We got a game in London this week. Um, Let's get that out of the way. Forgot. Uh, The Wizard returning to Hogwarts. How about that? Wow, That's what a narrative. London, right? Why do you assume that Hogwarts is in London? Isn't it in London? Uh, we, we're just going to learn. We're, gonna really? learn every, we're going we're back gonna, to this well? We're going to learn Thought it was one, in Mordor. one fun fact per game this week. Wow. I'm really excited for this game now. Uh, actually, Hogwarts is located in Scotland, so... You're right, Terry. You're right. Give us your take on this game since you're so goddamn right. Jets, Falcons. Um, who really cares about this game? I, you know, yeah. So it's plus three. I assume you just take the plus three. Um, wait till it gets to three and a half and just take the 
take the teams that take the points in a, in a game where there's no home team and both teams are bad. Jets are 30th overall on DVOA. Atlanta's still dead last 32nd. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, part of me wonders if this is just America just still sticking it to England for the Revolutionary War and the War of 1812 by just sending the absolute worst of what we have here just overseas for them to watch and pay money and make money off of them. All right. I think that's it for this game. I, there, there's really nothing yeah. more to say here. No, no. Um, good point though. Miami let's, let's go to the one o'clock games. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, one o'clock games. So uh, less than usual. Let's start with the t- two big spread games. Cause uh, actually there's three big spread. Games. A couple. Yeah. Um, shit. Shit. All right, yeah, and actually the Lions are now plus eight and a half. Why are the Lions plus eight and a half? Well, let's start with that because I like the Lions here a lot. Um, I wasn't not, sure which game you're talking about. <laughs> not, well, I was going to do the, the Buccaneers and Pats, um, yeah. but they, the Lions here, like why are the Lions favored by eight and a half points over anybody? Uh, the, the, the Vikings, rather. The Vikings. I mean the Vikings. The Vikings are not good. We've talked about this all podcast season long. And it's a divisional game. Like, the, the, like I said, the Vikings are bad. People are still kind of, kind of giving them some hope because they can score points and they're kind of flashy. Um, but I just think they're a bad football team, and I've always thought that, especially coming into this year. Uh, and the Lions are feisty. They fight till the end. Dan Man Campbell, uh, he keeps games close. Even in that Chicago game last week, he was in the red zone seemingly every drive and going forward on fourth down seemingly every drive and in the red zone, they couldn't convert. I think they're the first team in history to be in the red zone three straight times and and not score any points in their first three drives. So why would you take the Vikings here? Uh, Because we got Kirk cousins in a one o'clock game against a less talented football team. Is their third straight home game too? So I mean, not a lot of travel. They have they like, have the advantage, and plus everyone on the Lions is hurt. It seems like, or has a questionable tag next to their name. I don't know. I, I'm not really. Like, I, I don't. I like, think this line. I think this line is like four. Like, why isn't this line four? You got an extra three or three or four points of value here. Um, I think people probably want to take the Vikings in this spot. Um, they're one in three. I feel like for some reason people think the Vikings are like better than they are. Um, so I think that might be a factor and plus they're the home team and people like, I think people are higher on the Vikings than they should be. And people are lower on the lions than they should be. So that's how you get this spread. Um, I love the lions. So this week, I don't love them in general, but I love them this week. Um, yeah. Terry, if you don't have anything more to say, we'll move to the next uh, two other big spread games I wanted to talk about. Kirk Cousins hasn't been bad. I'll say that. He's not. Defense is bad, but he has not been bad. Yes. Um, and Pats, Ragnar's at. Yes. Their center. <laughs> he is out, and he is probably the best center in the league, or one of them. Jared Goff's touching a different set of balls this week. Yeah, I was a rag now that snapped it into his face for the fumble in the in the red zone. <laughs> Possibly. All right. I don't know. 
let's look at these two games in concert because they're probably going to be popular survivor picks and they're two big spreads. I don't want to touch one game um, with the spread. And then I kind of leaning, leaning your dolphins here. Let's talk Pats, Texans and Dolphins bucks. Um, Texans are home against the Pats. They're getting between eight and a half and nine and a half points, depending on which book you're using. And the Dolphins are going into Tampa, making that long trek over from Miami in state. And that is a 10 and a half point spread. Um, it's moving back down to 10, uh, but also a very high spread. I think people are, it might be a good time to buy low on the, on the Dolphins. What do you think, Terry? Um, I think their defense is pretty good. Um, aggressive gonna try to gamble get some interceptions turnovers on mr tom brady dolphins have kind of been a kryptonite for for tom brady while in florida usually they play in miami uh since this is the first time they're playing when tom brady's on the bus and he's usually had trouble down in south florida uh, the the Tampa Bay secondary is in shambles right now. Uh, shambles is but, putting it lightly. Yes, but unfortunately, so was the Colts' def- uh, secondary last week, uh, and the Dolphins' offensive line couldn't really block, and they did not push the ball downfield, and it was kind of an unmitigated disaster on offense, which it has seemed to have been all year. So it really comes down to do you trust the Dolphins offense to take advantage of the Bucks secondary? I think with the amount of heat that has been put on them, also Will Fuller put on IR with a broken thumb. With the amount of heat from the media put on them, I think you're going to see them try to push the ball downfield uh, a little more and try to, you know, refine their offensive play calling. Um, so it's a big spread for a game the Bucks don't necessarily need. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't mind taking the Dolphins here at 10 and a half. Joe, any thoughts? It is scary. It is scary. Any thoughts on New England, Houston? Um, yeah, I, I think that this line is like big, um, obviously. And I, I feel like, I feel like it's, a, I feel like the line <laughs> is you. kind of the point. No, like I think they're, I think the books are just trying to convince you that like you should take the Texans and this number is too big. Um, and like, you're not getting the key numbers. I'm probably going to take the Patriots. Um, I think you can get it at minus eight and a half right now. Still. Um, I'm probably going to take that Belichick does not lose to rookie quarterbacks. And Davis Mills is like the worst of the rookie quarterbacks I've seen in quite some time. So I'm going to be taking the Patriots in this game. Uh, I think that this is just a great spot. He's 28 and five against rookie quarterbacks. I don't think that they're losing this game. And I think against the spread 28 and five against the spread. No, he's straight up, but like, I'd rather, like, I still like that. The fact that he's winning the games, you know? Well, Davis Mills, like, I, and I, all but three of those are by at least a touchdown. So 25 wins out of 33 opportunities by seven or more points. I'm taking that eight and a half. Fair, valid point. Well, is he winning all of those games by seven? Then I have a content, like, then I have an argument. No, I don't know. By at least, by at least. 
Yeah, but how all many? Right, we're picking. We're picking it. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're picking errors. I like. I like the. Uh, I like the the take, Joe. I actually. I think you may have convinced me to take the Patriots. All right. Um, in survival. <laughs> the one and a half point matters, though. <laughs> I'll tease it. I'll tease it down. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> we can like we're just like oh yeah he wins games against rookie quarterbacks. It's an eight and a half point spread. I'm taking it either way. Dominate, dominate. All right, uh, let's. Um, all right, we got we got a couple interesting games that are that are like coin flips basically. Um, the Saints and the football team, football team hosting. They are two point underdogs. Ron Rivera's own once again. Uh, he got it done last week by the skin of his teeth um, in a similar spot against the Atlanta Falcons, although they were in Atlanta. Um, the Saints coming off a big Giants loss. If I think the Saints, if they win that Giants game, um, this line would be three or four. So is there value in, in the Saints, and do you take the Saints here off a loss um, at home against the Giants? Um, I think you could. I'm not really sold on Washington. I feel like their defense has been bad. Like they've like really had a lot of regression since last season. Um, and Sean Payton is 31 and 20 against the spread after a loss. Sean Payton 31 and 20. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Sean Payton off a loss against the Ron Rivera zone. Ron Rivera is Ron Rivera zone. I know. From a very zone. Contentious. Washington's a little lucky last week with their win. Um, I don't I don't mind the Saints here. I, do, I don't love a road a road dog in the in the DM, DMV uh, area. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> DC, Maryland, Virginia. Oh, I see. Yeah. Get with it or get out the way. Um I I don't really I lean the home dog. I always take the home dog, but mm, probably not gonna bet this game. All right. Steelers Broncos, the other game. I think if Tom like the Steelers like have to win this game. So I bet the Steelers. <laughs> I like I'm I'm throwing out pretty much everything that we saw with Roethlisberger this season. Um, they actually kind of hung in that, that green Bay game more than I, you know, I, I don't want to say more than anticipated because only six and a half point spread and they didn't cover. Um, but they were, they were pretty competitive in that game until a point uh, they, they got burned by that block kick that got turned around and wasn't offsides, but they called it offsides. I, like I said, Pittsburgh has to win this game or else they're one and four and likely just blowing it up. Um, so I'm betting the Steelers here. I like it more if Teddy Bridgewater isn't playing. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like the last stand for Tomlin here. So I'm always, I'm always going to back uh, Tomlin in this spot until I give him a reason not to. So this is yeah. Tomlin's Mike Tomlin's last stand. Yeah. I think you got just have to wait for Bridgewater news. I don't know because I think the line will the line will probably flip if Bridgewater's playing. I think, like I think you might miss out on a point or two 
if he doesn't, like, I think you might, it might go to the Steelers minus three, which kind of sucks. But I think if he does play this line flips and you're going to see the Broncos at minus like one and a half, two. Uh, yeah. I kind of like the Steelers at home. Um, much like Colonel Custard, you know, Mike Tomlin's not, you know, he's, he's going to win that last stand. I think that's how history went. Right. That is not what happened at all. Oh, I like the Broncos. <laughs> Colonel Custard. Is that what you called him? Yeah. Yeah. He got uh, annihilated at his last stand. Um, yeah, I know. White Bull killed him. Yeah. It was Sitting Bull. I don't think it was Sitting Bull. It, it was Sitting Bull. Was I literally, I'm, I'm reading a book about it right now. Yes. Um, are you? Oh, sick, I am, yeah. sick brag. <laughs> I, it was it... <laughs> all right, Ryan Rosillo. All right, um, Eagles Panthers. I like the Panthers here at minus three. Um, if this line line looks like it's going to minus three, it's minus three. I'm going to take the Panthers, maybe even minus three and a half. Um, the Panthers defense is very good. Um, and even though they kind of got. I think like I think it's a little bit people are kind of off the Panthers because of how they looked against the Cowboys. I just think the Cowboys are very fucking good this year. So I think that it's a good spot to buy low on the Panthers. I think that this line should be a little higher based on the stature of the two teams. What do you think here? And then we have one more, two more games to go over quickly in the one o'clock window. Uh uh, well, I think that the Panthers just traded for Stefan Gilmore, I believe. He's, like, old, though. Like, he's, he like, is. 31 off an injury. But he's not yeah. playing this week, is he? I know. It was just interesting that they think they're, they think they're in it to trade a six-round pick. Gave up a lot of capital to get him. Yeah. Um, Talk about football trades. Like, I don't – they're fucking ridiculous. Like, I feel like guys that are, like – Right, like this doesn't necessarily apply to Gilmore, but I feel like guys that are like good go for like fourth round picks, and it's just like I don't understand. Like the NBA, it's like a, a superstar gets traded, and it's like 30 first round picks in your firstborn. The NFL, it's like a conditional fourth round pick. Yeah, draft picks matter unless uh, you're Sean Payton, or not Sean Payton, Sean McVay. True. Oh. In basketball, the the teams are as good as their best player. Generally, yeah. But then right. in soccer and football, your teams are generally as good as well. Soccer, your teams are generally as good as your worst player. There's science science yeah. behind that. There's been studies. Football is probably somewhere in the middle, unless you have yeah. a really good quarterback. Uh, yes, back on track, Dominic. Uh, I I I would lean, I guess, the Panthers, but I really don't want to bet this game. Because uh, I think both teams are kind of meh. I yeah. see no, meh. I see no edge here. Meh. Yeah, I have no, no desire about this game. All right, uh, Packers Bengals. I know you're looking at this as a trap game, um, but I'm taking the Packers every time here at minus three. Especially now, it's minus three. Um, I think I paid a little bit of juice at minus three. Kind of got a little too antsy betting betting it before it moved down, but um, I 
Green Bay slowly climbing back up the DVOA rankings after they lost their first week game. They're now up to 17th. And Cincinnati, I think, is a little too high just because of their strength of schedule. Playing the 31st-ranked schedule to this point per DVOA. And I think this is going to flip. And I think Green Bay handles business pretty, pretty, pretty handily here. Yeah. This just feel it feels like a trap. It so feels hard. like a trap because they want you. They want they want all the the guys who thinks think they're sharps taking the bangles at plus three and a half. They're gonna tease it down to three, think make you think about it, say, Oh, you know, is this the bangles? They just came back from this big win in prime time. You know, it's the bangles, the new, the new age kind of team. Um they're they're still not. Like I, I don't think they're that good. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I get that. I feel like the bank the Bengals have become so trendy. They're like the trendy sharp picks, so they're not sharp anymore. Kind of like that. Uh, this reminds me a lot of last week with the Lions uh being the trendy sharp pick um against Chicago. And it got down, kept getting bet down, and then the better team just just handled business. Yeah. Taking care of business. Um, hmm. I do. I do understand your point. The Bengals' defense isn't terrible. Not terrible. But I'm not I'd on rather the road playing the Bears next week. Maybe a little look ahead. See, a look look ahead. See. I think the coaching advantage definitely with Green Bay. Quarterback advantage definitely Green Bay. Green Bay. Offense struggled a little bit on in DVOA in the red zone, um, as opposed to the Bengals, who have the number two DVOA offense in the red zone uh, against uh, 27th ranked DVOA defense of the Packers. Uh, I think I think it could get a little. I think it'd be close. I'll be I'll be a trendy sharp, New York chic sharp. All right. Hopefully you're you're a ram and not a not a regular sheep, but uh, I I I just think this is a reverse trap. That's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna call a reverse trap. Um, last game in the one o'clock window here, Titans, Jaguars. I saved this for last because all the Urban Meyer shit. Um, what stuff, dude? What shit? I mean, there's been lists being posted, <laughs> lists of all his multiple transgressions as a head coach to this point. I like that, you know, signing Tim Tebow is like listed next to like um, basically cheating on your wife and hiring a sexual assault person as a as a trainer. Um, and then signing Tim Tebow also is in that list. So um, with all things being equal, of course, um, everyone like in this line was three and now it's moved, I think, to, to plus four, plus four and a half because of the Urban Meyer stuff. I just think the Titans are bad. Like there's they're a bad team. And we've I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks here. They lost to the Jets. I understand they didn't have A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, but they're just bad. Their defense is bad. Their offense is bad. They have to run the ball 35 times with Derrick Henry because it's the only way they can gain any sort of positive yardage. And I think the Jack, the Jacks kind of showed a little bit to me in that Thursday night game that they can, they can, 
They can compete. And in the and in the Arizona game, like they're ta- they're talented. They just can't put it together. They can't win games. So I lean the Jags here, kind of going against the emotion of playing against Urban Meyer here. I think the Jags actually win this game outright. Whoa. Rallying around their guy, Urban. Depends how much they like Urban Meyer, to be honest. There have been reports that they don't like him at all. Um, but, yeah, they're a younger team. Trevor Lawrence is going to make rookie mistakes. Um, but I don't, I don't hate the pick, especially over four. You get the hook at home, extended rest. Uh, I, I agree. I don't, I don't think the, the Titans are that good. So uh, I like the pick of, of the Jaguars. DBOA update, 27th overall for the Titans, 24th overall offense, 26th overall defense, and preseason projections factored in, they're rated right 27. So, yeah. I'm going to take the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just don't think that they are going to lose to a winless team again. I don't think that they're that bad. Um, and they're I think bad. why they don't you think they're that they bad? They're they bad. Hundred yards of penalties last week against the because Jets. they're a bad team. Sure, you're I a bad man. I just don't buy the Jags. I'm like, I think that they are like not good right now. Um, and I and I'm gonna and I'm gonna buy into the narrative that they don't like Urban Meyer and they want him fired, and uh, he can just go grab asses whenever he wants. Then all right. I, I, I grab know, asses. Strong, I guess, strong, strong opinion. Um, but I just, I, the Titans are bad. Changed my mind. All right. We're going to do the four o'clock games and we'll start with. I, I was like, that's not my ear. That's my butthole. <laughs> we'll start with the most. <laughs> Uh, intriguing game, I think. Um, and it, it plays into what I was talking about before with a team that, I, that I'm that i still going to fade, like I'm not completely convinced. And very similar game, I think, to uh, last week. The Browns, one and a half. It's up to two and a half now, so I'm kind of annoyed that I waited, didn't wait to bet this. But I just got too, got too antsy. Got too antsy, fade the team on short rest, um, getting a big win on prime time. Uh, but the Browns going to LA, I really like the Browns here. I think the Browns are a very good football team. They know how to win games. Um, and their defense is very, very good off week for Baker last week, OBJ coming back, still kind of working out their chemistry. I think the Browns win this game. Tell me, tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. Sorry. Was that not what you wanted? Um, I mean, it's definitely it's easier segment if you agree with me. <laughs> you might be wrong. Brown's top four team in DVOA. Ninth overall offense, third overall defense, fifth overall special teams. Browns are for real because last year when they were winning games, they were kind of in that 20th range. Um, it's, it's just they're a complete team. They're, they're offensive line. He's getting healthier, um, but they're just – they're solid all the way around. And, you know, the Chargers, I think, just are, are prime for a letdown game um, after their big win. 
last week. Uh, yeah. I agree. I like the Browns. There we go. Babe. Can't wait to put them in our contest. Easy, easy segment. Um, also because um, – I was going to see who they're playing next week, playing the Chargers – or they're playing the Ravens next week. Look ahead game to the Ravens. Big division rival. I'm joking. Who's playing Thursday next week? Bucks, right? It's the Bucks. Bucks eagles I think. That's a terrible game. Yeah, the Eagles. All right. Um, all right. Easy pick there. Let's go to the next. We got three more four o'clock games. Let's bring in uh, producer Corey for Giants Corner here. Uh, Giants you at mean, the Cowboys. You mean the, the prospective Super Bowl winners? Is that what you yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. You went from we're we're gonna win the Super Bowl to we're gonna start zero four in like six minutes on on last Sunday. So welcome um, to the life of a Giants fan, Dom. I actually sounds pretty similar to life as a Yankees fan. <laughs> I got something planned for the Yankees later. Oh, no okay. way. Shocking. Um, uh, I like the Giants here. I actually think they can win this game outright. And you might call me crazy. Nope. Uh, this is the most Giants win. I knew you weren't going to call you. This is the most Giants win. This is the most Giants win. And they'll sign Daniel Jones to an extension after the game. Yeah, because of this game. This is this game. They win and prevent any actual change from happening next season. That's what's going to happen. We're going to see Judge back. We're going to see the fucking redheaded, conservative play calling shithead back directing the offense next year because we're going to win this stupid fucking game. But no, actually, Jason that makes Garrett, us a lot. Jason Jason Garrett's going to going to show you some wild shit in this game. Yes, yeah, I would love for him to show game. me his wild shit. Revenge Jason Garrett, game. scare me. Do something crazy. <laughs> I feel Get like nuts, Jason, man. Jason Garrett's like, I feel like Jason Garrett's like wild shit is like, I don't know, like missionary with the lights on. <laughs> like, am I supposed to give him a standing ovation if he does like a reverse? Whoa, look out. Damn. <laughs> oh, my God. He ran it up the middle on a second and long. This guy's crazy. Look out. Put him on a list. Yeah, I uh, Cowboys are very, very good, but this is just your typical NFC East. When it comes down to like the NFC East, like I, I usually just bet whatever would be the most chaos, and the most chaos would be the Dallas Cowboys going to three and two, the Giants going to two and three, and the Washington football team um, winning and going to. Three and two, there would be right. Yeah, three and two. Yeah, I think the I think the Washington football team would actually be in first place um, if that happened. Per, per and then watch, they'll lose to the Saints, and then all the Giants fans are going to be like, "Well, we beat the Saints, so we're obviously better than the football team," and that whole thing will happen. Also, yeah. keep your eyes out. There's going to be an injured Cowboy in this game. I guarantee it. I don't know when you're impersonating Giants fans why you just don't talk in your normal voice. <laughs> this is my normal voice. Oh, okay. That actually is the most NFC East thing. Um, and I think I'm going to bet that parlay. I've been at the NFC, the NFC East chaos parlay is uh, the football team and the Giants because the football team would then be in first place 
and all this stuff about the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl um, gets put on hold, pump the brakes real quick. So um, I like the Giants here. Terry, you haven't said much about this game. What are you thinking? Uh, I like Dan- Daniel D on the road. Historically better splits. Um, unfortunately for the Giants, Amari Cooper, for some reason, can only play wide receiver. Uh, while he is in the Dallas Superdome. I don't know what the hell that stadium's called. Um, so I, I think this could be a high-scoring game, TBH. Uh, this, the, the line is at 52. Uh, it's little, you, could, you could dabble in the overall a little bit. Um, but I, a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries on the both teams, honestly. I would like to see, you know, Sterling Shepard come back for the Giants. I don't know if that's been confirmed yet or not. Um, but I, I will, I will take, I will, I will take the bait, ride high with the Giants fans, uh, and say that they will at least cover this spread. I don't know if they win outright. You wanna, you want a fun stat? I love, uh, yeah. Daniel Jones is a top five quarterback four weeks in, um, in PFF. Nice. And Daniel Jones is one of three quarterbacks this season that have at least one pass blocking graded play on PFF. Can you guess who the other two are? What, wait, what is it? Pass what? He's, he's gotten a grade for pass blocking. So like he is, he is, whether it was a reverse and he was lining up to, to pass block, I don't really. Um, so, so three three quarterbacks in the NFL this season have at least one graded pass block um, through four weeks, and Daniel Jones is one of them. Sam Darnold. Yeah, and like Kirk Cousins. No, it is Taysom Hill, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. And Mac Jones has two. Mac Jones actually seventy two point six overall rated pass block rate. Switch him to wow. switch him to offensive tackle. Yeah. All right, Joe. I'm assuming you're on the Giants here. I had something else to say about this game, but now I forget. Mm. I was going to say a more fun stat would have been like Daniel Jones's favorite ice cream flavor, which I'm now interested <laughs> in. All right, let's uh since Joe is Joe is on the Giants, um we will go to the divisional game. Let's do the divisional game. Card cards 49ers. I again, I'm just taking the dogs in the NFC West. I think they're just going to beat wolf. up on each other, especially when it's at five and a half. Um I already bet it at four and a half. I like that trade. Actually, I I thought Trey Lance was going to start this game that it came out that Jimmy G might play. Jimmy G himself was saying that he was going to be out for a couple weeks, like in a press conference. So I yeah. think that might say more to his own personal health. Um, but he might play her just to delay the inevitable in giving up the starting job. But again, <coughs> sell high on the Cardinals, maybe here. Four and a half in a divisional game is, is tough. I like the 49ers here. You know, I'm assuming Kittle's going to play because he's questionable like every week in his career, it seems like. Obviously, the secondary, a little, little concerning. Um, 
but I think this is the uh, the unveiling of Trey Lance. Kyle Shanahan gets to show you his new toys. Shanahan's good in this spot. He's not good as a favorite, but he is good as a dog. Um, and he's good at good at covering when you don't think he's going to cover. So um, I'm I'm going with the 49ers here. Yeah, I mean you're telling me I get to bet on Kyle Shanahan as a bigger underdog and bet against Cliff Kingsbury as a bigger favorite. I will sign up for Kyle Shanahan in that situation every single time. I'm hoping Trey Lance plays. Um, and I like the uncertainty in who is going to play um, mm-hmm. because it definitely hurts the defensive preparation because they are different quarterbacks. Trey Lance giving you the dimension of running running the football. Um, maybe if Jimmy G didn't have a big fucking mouth, they could think that it was going to be Jimmy G that starts. But <laughs> maybe they're putting more more earnest into their preparation for Trey Lance. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the 49ers uh, in this spot. A lot of people from California moved to Arizona, I've heard. So, uh, also another thing to think about. Yeah, I, I just think that's the, it's, it's an auto bet in this spot. Kingsbury, first Shanahan, take, take Shanahan with the points mm. with his new, new shiny toy. Um, the last 4 o'clock game, I don't want to bet at all. I can't find a good angle to it. Um, if you have one, please, please – elaborate and, and give the listeners some insight here, but it's the bears Raiders um, Raiders at five and a half right now. It's probably going to end up at five. It's five at some books juice on the bears on pinnacle, Justin Fields named the starter. I just, it's, it's just, I, I can't, I can't find an angle here. So I'm, this is, this is my, my one of probably a couple stay away games this week. Yeah, I, I think it just kind of to piggyback off of what you just talked about in regards to like Trey Lance. I just like don't understand why they're announcing the starting quarterback. Like, just don't do it. Just make everybody think that you're not like just announce it the day of. Um, if they did that, then maybe I would say like take the Bears, but probably I think I agree with you and just not going to bet this game. Might live bet it though if Fields looks good. Well, it seems like the Raiders are down 20 points every week <laughs> in the first half. <laughs> and it's yeah. pretty solid. They can, they can come back, especially at home. Um, you know, rookie quarterback at home against a pretty solid pass rush. It's probably a decent angle, but the Bears are on short. I mean, the Raiders are on short rest. Their offense hasn't looked great recently, um, which is interesting because the, the Raiders actually, I think identity kind of switched here. Um, where their their pass rush is probably the best thing about them, and we were talking all all off season how the Raiders' offense would would be good no matter what and carry them, but that's not it's not the case so far. So I just I just don't want to bet this game at all, and that's where I'm at. The Raiders, well, first of all, Cleo Mac revenge game. We haven't mentioned that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cleo the Mac Raiders has not been good this year. I will note. I great. will note that. No, he is not. Um, the Raiders are 29th out of the 32 teams in first quarter scoring, averaging 1.2 points per first quarter. Um, only teams worse are the Washington Football Team with 0.8, tied with the Indianapolis Colts at 0.8, um, and the worst team is the New York Jets, who have not scored at all in the first quarter this year. Still have a win, though. Yep, Chicago averages 4.2 per 
per quarter. For per first quarter, excuse me. So this is the first quarter of the bet? Uh, possibly. Wow. All right. All right um, Sunday night game here. Uh, Bills at the Chiefs, probably the marquee game of the week. Um, I, I'm probably going to bet the Bills here. Money line. Uh, the Chiefs just have so many issues on defense. They are, and it, it's just incredible at this point in the season, even with all this, you know, starting to get a decent sample size here. Chiefs are number one overall in offensive DVOA by more than 10 percentage points over the number two team in the Los Angeles Rams, but they are dead fucking last in DVOA D, on defense, dead last. Worse than the Detroit Lions, worse than the Jacksonville Jaguars, worse than the Atlanta Falcons, the three teams ahead of them. They just cannot stop anyone, like, at all. And they the, the one thing I will say, Kansas City's rush rushing defense is terrible. The Bills don't really have a run game. Um, but their pass defense is terrible too. So, but just not, not, albeit not as bad as the run defense. It's just like you can't, I'm not going to bet a team that's <laughs> the worst defense in the league statistically, no matter how good their offense is against a team that is the number one team in the league per DVOA. And they're number one by a large margin. Fair. I also think this game means more to the Bills than, than the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, the, I just yeah the Bills interestingly are, interestingly because they're two and two the Chiefs are but I just think in terms of like the the we're here game kind of thing like like the Bills like I I just see the Bills coming out being like okay like we're a contender we're gonna beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead and yeah comes yeah out. yeah I think this could I, I feel like this feels like it should be like a high scoring game which makes me nervous because I think the total's already like fifty six and a half which is like really high so i think we it might be one of those games that we actually get to watch we're like this is fucking exciting uh but also if there's that many points i don't know how much the three matters like i get that it's a key number but i probably have just taken to take the bills money line uh so my strategy for this game is going to live bet it because i don't think either defense is likely to stop the other offense um, so I think you're going to have opportunity to, to, to live bet it either way that you want to go. I, I agree with Dominic, although I was half listening because my mom called me 15 times because she hasn't heard from me since Sunday and thought I was dead. Um, so that was a little distracting, but anyway, uh, I, I think, you know, if you have the 32nd ranked defense in the league, uh, I think it's a perfect, perfect recipe. Uh, for the Bills to score some points, uh, obviously. And defense wins championships. So I think the offense of the Chiefs, you know, get a few stops for, from the better defense and the Bills. Uh, and, and the Bills just keep scoring points. Game means more to the Bills, as Dominic said, to quote Dominic DeLeo circa two minutes ago. All right. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's going to be weird to see the Chiefs start out two and three. Um, but, you know, it's, it's it's a long season. Like, I think, like I said, the Bills, this is like their prime time. Showing America that they mean business. I know that they were a big, you know, 
what were they 13 and three last year, but this is kind of yeah. like, it's, it's now, it's now RAFC kind of thing. So um, last game of the week uh, spread that makes no sense to me. Bet it immediately after I saw it. Um, it's Colts Ravens. And it seems like this is the team in the Indianapolis Colts that I'm like way off in terms of what Vegas thinks of them. Um, I think the Colts defense is legit. I think that offensively they're always going to be okay because of Frank Reich. I know that Terry's not a huge fan um, offensively with, with Frank Reich and maybe he's a little overrated, but I think their offense is going to be able to, to, to put up points. And I think that, you know, defenses have shown that, they can stop Lamar, and if they can stop Lamar, they can win games against Baltimore. Like, Lamar is, has looked pretty mortal in some games, and I think that a good defense in Indianapolis, top five rushing defense in the league per DVOA. I just think the matchup-wise here, Indianapolis, game means a lot to them, especially in the AFC South where every win could mean that you're winning the division with how bad these teams are. I don't know why this spread is seven. Like it should be four to me. So I'm I'm all over Indianapolis here. Probably not a game I love more this week. Yeah, this was actually the first uh, game I bet this week as well. Um, I'm also on the Colts plus seven, and I think you know you're not going to beat the Colts. I just don't think you're going to beat the Colts on the ground. So, um, like prove it Lamar like prove that you can beat them by more than one score yeah like do I think the Ravens win the game like more likely than not but do I think they win by a touchdown not at all no uh Terry Valley yes I'm trying to I just think the Dolphins are not their offense is so bad. I just, uh, I'm not last... talking about the Dolphins. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm talking about last week. I, I'm I not. Just... I don't care about last week with the, okay. the Colts. I, just... I like the Colts are. are okay. They're. They're. We know who care. they are. They are who we thought they were. Um, maybe maybe Quentin Nelson's injury is why people are are a little bit off the Colts. Um, but again, I I just I don't get it. Yeah. Prove it, Lamar. Beat beat the Colts by a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Prove it, damn it. I won't be devil's advocate. Devil's advocate is if you're devil's at yeah, okay. Uh Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. He was the devil's devil's advocate, yeah. Great mm. movie, sort of. So I mean you're arguing with God. Most likely. Are you insinuating that the person you're arguing with is God? God's it, it probably depends on how you view the hierarchy, like in the God complex, because like you're advocating for the devil. Right. But like, but but you're advocating against God. Like if if you believe in the typical devil versus God in the Christian nomenclature. Like you would be 
like, yes, God would be the judge and as well as your adversary. But in a normal courtroom that's not attached to the omnipresent, omniscient God, you would be arguing to an arbiter between God and the devil. Does that make sense? Lucifer never got his day in court. Hmm. I guess, yeah. That's fair. I guess he should have. Yeah. All right. Let's let's give us our let's give the, the listeners our three picks and we'll go on to some segments. Um <laughs> did I do you agree with me, Corey, on my on my like there should be a neutral yes no. arbiter between the God and the devil. Right, but if God's everything. Well, that's what I'm saying. It depends on on what your your take it's on. It's like the whole thing doesn't make any sense is. or something, you know? It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Just think it out loud. All right. Uh, right who wants to start off? Let's go three, three, three. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, I am going to take. You want me to do all three at the same time, or three, three, gonna... three? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be taking the Patriots minus eight and a half. Um, the Titans minus four, and to stick with I my props so much. I know you do. And to stick with my props piece, I'm going to be taking. Calvin Ridley over six and a half receptions at plus 115. Get you some early action for the London game. You sound like you're from London. All right, I'll go next. Um, I'm going to go Browns plus two. That's what it is right now. Who do you work for? Um. Actually, I didn't bet the Browns yet. Okay. Um, in real life, I'll do that right now. Browns plus two, smash spot, Stefanski, buy low, sell high, sell sell the Chargers high. It's how you make money in this game, in this rat race we call we call life. Smash um, the Browns in the two hole. Oh. I'm gonna do the anti the the reverse sharp. I'm gonna I'm gonna anti the reverse sharp. Um, you're gonna spoon this. <laughs> everyone thinks they're sharp by taking the Bengals. Oh, I don't want to be public. I don't want to bet the the the, the better quarterback, the be- better head coach against a team that's overachieving in three and one. Um, and come week five, it's gonna be week six. You're gonna be oh yeah, why did I bet against the Packers to be four and one and think the Bengals are going to be four one taking the Packers minus three um because that's where the line is now be your own sharp I always tell you and you know all the sharps are going to tell me come be a sharp at the Bengals be your own sharp at the Packers and then the last game um a lot of games that I like but I'm going to go with the one I have the most conviction on and a lot of conviction in my voice, as you can hear. I think I'm going to go with – now that the line's moved up to, to eight and a half, I'm going to continue to fade the Vikings here. The Vikings should not be eight, eight and a half point favorites against anybody, um, especially not the fighting fighting Dan Man Campbell's plus eight and a half, Lions plus eight and a half. Uh, this game is going to be a hard-fought divisional battle between two cellar dwellers in the NFC North. Um, so that's my final pick. I got the Browns. Minus two or plus two? What are they? They're plus two, right? They're plus, plus two. two. 
Browns plus two. Packers minus three. Lions plus eight and a half. We'll go three and zero oh again. Thank you for listening, Terry. Your three. Three and zero. Oh. Uh, my three. I'm gonna take uh, the Dolphins plus ten and a half. Big spread. Counting on the offense to fix some things. Bucks, take it easy. This take take it easy. Take take it easy. Um, so that's pick number one. Uh, for pick number two, I'm going to take the Buffalo. Uh, no, I really want to take the 49ers, but it's at five and a half, and I really want to wait to see what it goes to. I already um, took a bad number there. What? I took four and a half. I thought I was going to stop. I have regret. You have such regret over that key number of five. Yes. No, oh, no. no just because when I saw it go to five and a half, I was like, oh, we might hit six. I, I just think I thought the four was going to be the keynote, like getting it over the four. So it's such a dead, dead number, yeah. um, which is frustrating. Uh, so, I mean, I'll, I'll take the Bills plus three. Uh, I, like we already discussed, I don't need to go over it again. Uh, and then I'll take the Giants, the G-Men, plus seven. Uh, Let's go. On the road. Love that narrative against Jason Garrett revenge game. Who who can run a more boring offense, Jason Garrett or Mike McCarthy? We will find out. Well, Jason Garrett, he's had this game circled on his calendar all year. He's going to debut some, debut some things. Debut. Maybe their first-round yeah. pick, Kadarius Tony, will be – Debuted with some uh, fancy. They're gonna fancy unwrap things. him, unwrap yeah. him, unleash him, unwrap uh, him in Jerry's house. All right, yeah, so those are our what games I picked. You picked the bear, the Bills, not the Giants, right now. and the Dolphins. Dolphins, yes. Maybe you can uh, use the Dolphins to help uh, pay for that to an MVP bet that probably is not gonna hit now. No RIP. Tua. All right. Um, is that Juan Soto at the Dodgers game? I think it is. All right. Let's uh, let's go into some segments. Corey wanted to do the GoTe of the week. Uh, Producer Corey, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, I would say I can't force you to 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 pick your own GoTe. Um. But I just want to hear you talk about Garrett Cole specifically, not the Yankees, not you know, because the Yankees they they did what they did. Um, can't take that back. Wow, didn't see that coming. Just walked right into that big steaming pile of shit, huh? But uh, Garrett Cole, I mean, is 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 he is he the goatee of the week? Pitching only, I think he only pitched three innings. Three did innings. He- Three innings, three recorded innings, or was it two recorded? Two got turned out. Third. What do you want? All right, Joe no one's perfect. What do you want? You know, he probably woke up on the wrong side of the bed that day. Pitchers are fucking prima donnas who, if the wind is blowing incorrectly, can't throw a ball correctly. Is it because he doesn't have any tack left in the, in the pocket? Maybe. Should he have at least tried to cheat? Also, maybe. Um, <laughs> I would have at least respected it a little bit more if he got tossed and like fined and shit. And I don't think anybody would have really cared. Be like, do well, you respect, do, you, do you respect the Houston Astros for cheating? I mean, yeah, kinda. All right, I just wanted to make sure. It was, think about know. it. Like, no one really made us think about it for a while. 
and they still got a World Series out of it. So, I don't know. Seems worth it to me. Is it's just like it's he's got a lot of like Kershaw in him right now because remember when Kershaw yeah couldn't couldn't get over the hump and got tagged all the time. Yeah, and then they just then he just had the postseason for the ages the one year. So he um he went to high school with Matt Stafford. Oh shit! Interesting that. stat. Do you know that Antonio Gates played tight end too? Or no, played basketball. Played basketball. <laughs> I was tight end was playing tight end. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. Oh man. Oh, that was that was good. Those are a lot of people that we used to know. Um. All right. I I, I would nominate Garrett Cole for Goatee of the Week, but I really don't have a dog in this fight. Um. You can play the game or the song if you want. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> I nominate the Yankees third base coach. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. Uh, Dom, did you say last I night that care. you missed stats on the third base coach? Yeah, like I want to be able to look up like who is the best third base. It's pretty coach crucial, of all time. crucial position for coaches to be in. And and I was thinking too, like all third base coaches are all like old as shit. So like, how do they like keep up or like, dude, with the speed of fuck, the game? Fuck, man. <laughs> that drove me. That's that's what fucking drove me nuts. Like, there's just no circumstance where he should be going home. Just yeah, honestly, that kind of overshadowed the whole Garrett Cole situation to me because I was just in disbelief. That's when I turned the game off. To be honest, that's what I was so mad. I I, I was like yelling because I just could not wrap my head around the fact that that's like standard base like that like oh my god like i like you wouldn't even say like i feel like you wouldn't send anybody in that situation like if you had a fucking adequate coach i wanted i think you sexed about it yesterday privately like in our group chat when you said i'd love to know the stats of like third base coaches sending guys home and they get thrown out because his is fucking through the roof he's so bad fire them all like i just think that like the way that that team is constructed too it's like you're sending this guy. The Yankees are slow as shit. Nobody can run. They have one guy that can run and or two guys. They have Brett Gardner, who's old. And then you have Tyler Wade, who doesn't even play. So it's like it's absolutely insane. Like there's just that was so bad. Like, get rid of him. Get rid of him. So wait, you, if you can see my face, you have, right wait, now, wait, so wait, I'm wait, smiling wait. ear to ear. And yeah, your pants are probably <laughs> off right now. I thought you I heard have, a squish. You you have uh, a payroll of 141 million dollars. You should spend more on a third base. But coach. the reason you lost is because of the third base coach. No, I, I would. They should not have even been into that. They really should have won more games to not be in that situation. But in that specific game, that third base coach should not have sent that guy home. Like I don't think that that I don't necessarily think that that one play hinges the whole game. But it definitely was not a good situation for them. I mean, they're down two runs with one out. Just keep second and third and then don't risk the guy going home because, like, what's the point there? You're, you need more than one run to tie the game. I um, Does it annoy you that the Rays spend $100 million less than you? No, that doesn't really no, Nobody goes to their games. games. Nobody cares about the Rays. Nobody goes no. to their games. No one cares. Tampa Bay. I don't really care so much about the money because it's not mine. 
Um, I just okay. more care about the it's fact like that like thirteen million dollars per win. The team that they've constructed, I just don't like because they just are so not flexible. They can't adapt to anything. While we're um, on construction, I also basically hate just the have a team they constructed years ago. They the best part about the new stadium is the garlic fries. I'll give it. I'll give them that. Which they could have installed in the old stadium. All right, let's knock it. But I don't know. Maybe they need a better grease. I think Dom's just about to finish. We just got to keep it up a little longer. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, as much as I would love to keep talking about the frustrations of Yankees fans, um, at least we played meaningful games in October. I. (sighs) Why was it plural? Oh, because I'm part of the team. No, the game. No, that's, that's not oh. plural. Well, they had to get into the postseason, so they weren't eliminated at that point either. True. Uh, For the Mets, sorry. Not that you would know. What? No. I said, when were the Mets eliminated? Uh, I, I, this, the whole month of September was great. I had no, no qualms. <laughs> No stress. I knew that Louis Rojas is going to be fired, and you know, I knew that there's shakeup coming. It is weird though, because it's like the first off season we really have with uh, a, a, an owner that doesn't fucking care about how much money he's spending. Um, so I, it's it's weird because it's like you know, usually it's like you got to make one move and that's it, but it, there's a bunch of moves that they can make. So who knows? um baseball uh, this is the the best time obviously in the year for baseball cardinals and the dodgers are playing right now terry let's just get a quick one minute to talk about the atlanta braves and their postseason chances um just to give give our all of our listeners who are diehard atlanta braves fans something to 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 listen to all right what up braves nation it's me terry takes (laughs) Uh, I feel better than I did before, which usually means it will end in a sweet little challenger mission to the moon disaster. Um, they're going to the moon, right? Or the space station. I don't know. Whatever. I didn't watch a Netflix thing. Uh, I think that their, their offense has obviously come around. They had, through, you know, if you look at the leaders and RBIs, all three of them are Braves in the National League, which is pretty impressive. Um, so it's it's power offense versus power pitching from the uh, Brewers, the great pitching staff, um, which is why we bet on them to win the NL Central. And they cashed that four to one ticket for us for those who that bet it. Um, yep. They lost their setup man, the rookie who punched the wall. Uh, what an idiot, Devin Williams. Yeah, idiot. So now you know there's there could be a little hole in that bullpen. Um, you know, that had that set all year. Um, obviously a great closer and hater. Uh, that's the name, right? Hater. Uh, so it, it's going to, it's going to be a good series. I, I like their chances, the brave chance to advance, um, obviously going up against, you know, if the Dodgers lose, that'd be great. Um, going against whoever comes out the other side, uh, it could be an unlikely year for the Braves to make the world series. Uh, I kind of, I'm starting to believe that they can do it. I don't hate them. Um, the bullpen was, is shaky. Will Smith is very shaky as a closer. He's like a was, John Franco, uh, Dominic. You'll appreciate that. He lo- he likes to load the bases, but he gets to save in the, at the end of the day. 
throws a screwball on MLB the show. Yep. Yeah. I yeah, I think there's some value on them still. All right. Um, that was more than a minute. That's what she said. Grats. So um, this has been Never. this has been a long episode. So we're gonna end it unless you have something to recommend real quick as we go. Send the listeners off into week five NFL weekend. What's up? I do. Um, I'm a Clint head at heart. <laughs> I love Clint Eastwood. Everything he does, he's he could do no wrong. Um, after what about I saw, the what about the chair at the RNC? I said, but oh, I said, Dom. Um, so after I saw the mule, I vowed to see whatever he can release before he dies, and I'm so happy I did because I saw Cry Macho this week, and it was just unbelievable shit. You have to watch it. Um, they kind of try to do the reverse age thing, but with less uh, tact. In uh, remember the Irishman where Robert they like age down Robert De Niro, but he's still walking like he's fucking eighty. Yeah, that's just Clint Eastwood parading around Mexico like that for an hour and a half. It's incredible. That's fucking. Uh, there's an Oscar-worthy scene where he's chasing a chicken. Whoever cut those two things together to make it look like he successfully did it at the age of I think he's ninety-three. Dude, he's old. Yeah. Oh, he looks like Walking Death, and you know what's really bad? Sometimes his hands come into view. And it, there's just something about old people hands that it's unmistakable. Like he could try to look like he's a little younger. Maybe he's just a, you know, he's had a rough life. Then you see his old creepy, like trapper keeper hands. Ugh, gotta watch it. Cry macho. Everybody in it sucks. Not one redeeming quality in the movie, but it is hilarious. You have to watch it. Clint Eastwood is 91 years old. Well, yeah, could have fooled me. He has a 28-year-old daughter. Imagine being 28 with a 91-year-old parent. Hmm. Especially one with such a sizable inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do anything? You should be like, he's going to die any day now. There's no like, need for me to finish really whatever dog. I was doing. I'm good. Dad, you want to go throw the ball around? <laughs> Accidentally peg him with a football until he, you know, brain hemorrhage. They say the person that's going to live to like 150 has already been born. So maybe it was Clint Eastwood. Very possible. I think I've heard this before. Mm. Is Clint Eastwood who you argue to if you're devil's advocate? Mm. Uh, He's God. Mm, I don't know. Allah. I'm going to recommend Clint going Eastwood. to concerts. I went to my first concert since COVID, and uh, it was pretty fun. Ooh, that's good. I just bought tickets to one, actually. Me too. Oh my god. Well, maybe we're going to the same one. What concert? Turnstile, October thirteenth. Turnover. Mitchell I mean, Ten. turnover. Mitchell Tenpenny. Jesus. Who? Mitchell Tenpenny. Who's country that? guy. I'll All right. Some rootin' tootin' American music. Yes, sir. All right. Have fun. We're gonna end this episode. Thank you for listening and tuning in to the Oddscast podcast. I'm Dominic DeLeo. For Joe Delara, Terry Takes, producer Corey, we will see you next week. God bless. Ends up. Hello, it's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to me to go over.